0: this is the royal blue podcast from the liverpool echo giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from goodison park is there a particular aspect of the design that you're most proud of
1: yeah i think it's um it's it's the it's the seating and i hate using the word bowl because i know people have have misunderstood that bowl means means round but it's I knew this from the very beginning. It didn't matter what the building looked like. In the end, it had to feel as close and tight and intimidating as Goodison. And I feel like we've really gotten to that yet. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a seat that's farther away from the pitch than it could absolutely be. And um, I, I, interestingly, as much as I've looked at this over the last three years, it was just seeing the VR that really affected me, that it feels like Goodison. And, and, and the roof is right there. It's, it's not a big, expansive multi-purpose stadium like i've seen elsewhere
0: how does the design help amplify the noise and and, and help uh, keep in the atmosphere if you like well it's as simple as the fact that there's
1: not a lot of volume Uh, the the hardest thing about acoustics is when the the sound has a long way to travel and a long way to bounce back and we had lots of reasons to try and keep the building tight and uh, the, the roof low some of it was about sightlines across the Mercy, yeah. uh, some of it's about just the cost of building a building and the height of the stands. And so everything we've done has been to try and keep the volume of the building nice. as tight as possible. That will end up with noise, obviously. And, and I think the one thing that gets lost uh, in, in talking about stadium design is, is how important the fans are to the play of the game. Yes. Um, the players really respond and you see Teams, no matter how good the team is, if they have a half-full stadium, it changes the way they play. They feed on it, and uh, it's been the biggest responsibility I felt from the beginning. That it doesn't matter how great this looks, how iconic it is, how how inexpensive we can do it or is expensive. It, it's about how do you capture the magic of Goodison and bring it with.
0: I, I was just I wanted to ask you about that level of expectation and and almost demand because you've become the face of the project in many ways have you ever experienced that level of personal sort of profile in in a project before no i
1: I haven't and i you know it's funny people ask me about i don't know if it's the times have changed because of social media um i know you know i've designed a stadium for as roma and syria fans are pretty rabid (laughs) and crazy and uh, so I did get a lot of interaction, but not like this. This has been more um, people, it's, it's been incredibly um, humbling because they've accepted me. You know, an American, it'd be easy to say, what do you know about football? You call it soccer. Um, I, I could have gotten that. But um, partly, I think, because I interacted with them. And it, 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 somebody asked me this question earlier. It took me a while to learn what I could and couldn't say on Twitter. and Like when I, you know, I learned to not comment about a play or a player or the game or something. But, um, but it's been fun because it, it has been a true interaction. It, sometimes people are pretty aggressive about, you know, it's got to be 70,000 or you don't have any ambition. Or, um, you know, it's got to look like this or look like that. And when I push back, um, it, it really has created a bit of a dialogue. So in lots of ways, I feel like I've been doing public consultation for a couple of years now. It's been
0: unlike anything I've ever had in my whole career. Um, you bring us nicely on to the, to the topic of Bastille, Obviously, so the club, are proposing 52 initially. Um, why is that the right number? Well, I think it's the right number for a lot of reasons. Um, I, I,
1: I say this a lot, and I don't mean it to sound flip, but I've never met anyone that said, God, I really hate that stadium, it was too small. You know, it's, when a stadium's loud and full... That experience is great. It doesn't matter if it's 40,000 like Juventus or 90,000 if, if, uh, you know, but it's got to be full. And um, so I think to go from where we are at Goodison to something much larger would be a mistake. And it's not to say there wouldn't be a lot of demand. It's just I don't know if that's necessarily better. What I do know, architecturally, those last 10, 15, 20,000 seats that you would add, they cost the most nice. and they're not generating the, the kind of revenue because they're furthest away from the pitch. And so there is a diminishing return, if you will. Um, and I think that uh, people misunderstand sometimes that uh, the revenue of, of a club is so complicated. It's not as simple as how many tickets you can sell. It's TV rights, It's it's jerseys, it's all kinds of things. So for me, it's really about right-sizing. Um, so that would be in, 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 in disregarding the site. On this site, we're pretty tight. And so there is a physical limit to how much we could build. Um, and I think that's good because it's part of what's driven us to this that I've talked about already, yeah. keeping the pitch tight and the seat and right on top of the pitch. So I don't, you know, I, I guess you could argue is 53 better than 52. or But I'm, I'm certainly an advocate for... For now, smaller
0: or, and it's obviously a lot bigger than yes. Edison, yeah, yeah. Is, is better. And you have spoken recently about how the cost of stadium generally uh, are in danger of becoming prohibitive due to the expectation, the demands of owners. Is that in any way applicable here?
1: No, I don't think so because, because from the very beginning, this owner, through and through from the club, uh, they didn't talk about revenue. Uh, in in that that that's why this was important I mean obviously it was important to the future of the clubs yes. and and there is a revenue aspect to that, but the focus was so much on this is about a new home for our fans and something that should be as important to them as Goodison has been for one hundred and thirty years so uh, what what I tend to get with a lot of projects is that clients clients aren't normally builders they're owners of a football club yes. or a baseball club and So initially they'll throw at me, they want everything, you know, because they think that's where the revenue is going to come from. And so the buildings tend to grow. Mm -hmm. And even if the capacity of the seating is the same, there's all kinds of things that get thrown in. And that's where the cost really gets out of control. Yeah. In this case, because we weren't being driven by a revenue model, we were being driven by uh an experience model an emotion model and um and we were picking a site that obviously required a lot of investment that a normal site wouldn't yes you know these were decisions that were really Mm long-term thinking about the future of the club and what's best for the city Mm -hmm. and um so we haven't had that kind of problem here which is really you know refreshing if anything it's about we know we have to invest a lot in making the
0: dock buildables So we need to be as crafty and efficient as possible with what's left. I think, this, I think the, the supporters would be interested to know. Hopefully, uh, the plan application is successful and construction begins. Do you remain regularly on site? What, what's your level of involvement during the construction phase?
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't know yet exactly how the construction... There's a few different means of procuring the contractor, whether uh, we become part of the contracting entity whether we remain with the club and work with the contractor, but yeah, we'll stay involved all the way through. It's it's critical that um, we're not just saying, "Hey, we hope it looks like this," <laughs> and 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 you know, they're complex projects. Yeah. There things happen while it's under construction, and that that we we tend to be on site to work through. And I'm sure I'll have a team of people that'll be living
0: here for some serious amount of that time. And can you tell me how you? Pushed or challenged the regulations, maybe on gradients and proximities of the pitches. Was that kind of a, almost a central discussion you have having externally in the project so far? Yeah.
1: Again, it was it was part of the client brief from the very beginning. Is that wherever we can, let's get up to the regulation. Yeah. And you know, in some uh, there's something called the Green Guide yes. that, that uh, drives a lot of this. Those are in 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 many cases guidelines, not. Uh, code restrictions right. or planning restrictions and so that was a big part of the early study about where are those limits and where will we push against them and uh, it, it kind of depends on the part of the stadium there, there are some places where people are happy to be really steep because yes. that's the feeling they want uh, um, in some places with a with a more hospitality seat it, it you need a little bit more labor room and things like that so but yeah we've we've pushed it we pushed it from the very beginning. You know, I think there's always been this mentality that we're not building a Bentley; we're building a Ferrari. You know, it's it's um it, it's going to be new and have the
0: amenities, but it's it's a performance building. It's a proper football club. And um, was there um, an aspect of the design that you perhaps had to work harder to convince the club to to, to involve? Obviously, there were things that would be non-negotiable, like proximity to the pitch, etc. You've explained. Right. Was there something that you were bringing to, the, to to the process that perhaps you had to? a sales pitch, but sort of convinced that this was this was the right thing. I will tell you that it, it, I don't think there's ever been a um, any
1: kind of very strong uh, pushback. But in in the normal course of things, there's there's obvious concern about how much does the building cost. And you know I, I know that it's been it's been out uh, over the time frame that the original thought was that it could be built for three hundred million and. You know, unfortunately that number predated me and, and if you look at the cost of recent stadiums, it's obviously not realistic. Yes. And, and and then you have to add in that on this site a lot of our investment goes into just making the dock buildable. Yes. So so the, the maybe if there's ever been a kind of me saying, look, there's a stake in the ground here, it's that you can't build a stadium that people aren't going to be proud of. It can't be something that's compared to a nineties era. Premier football yes. ground. No, if you're going to do that, stay at Goodison. Yeah, and um, so it, there was that. There was the kind of I think realization of it's there. There's a certain base level of cost that you're going to have to spend to build a building on this site. Yes, and um, and so I think there was a little bit of for everybody. It was like okay, that's that's a different number. Yeah, and then how do we get around that? How do we make sure that the finances are in place? But the the vision for i've never had to argue about quality or you know anything like that and particularly from the chairman i mean he knew what he wanted from the very beginning and i feel a little like you know he's the grand puppet master i i I could pretend like i thought of any of this or sketched on him and i still feel like he he worked (laughs) me
0: somehow because it yeah it feels like it really is his vision and, and he's been amazing um, I, I, was, I wanted to ask you about the, uh, the football grounds and stadium you may have visited that provided inspiration. But given the presentation, it feels more applicable to ask you about Liverpool Lime Street Station and things like that, mm-hmm. into, because that was, that was a really interesting uh, uh, aspect you brought up there. Uh. Yeah, I think
1: it's important. I, again, when you're an expert in a building type, and I talk about this a lot with clients, It's it's often hard to innovate because you've done it so many times and you... You're so quick to say, "Well, it's got to be done this way because we—that's how it's done in stadium. I often will uh, take clients to look at things like this building, yeah. the hotel. You know, it is a great example of a traditional building that feels very contemporary. And uh, the, the, the train station occurred to me pretty early on. This is very similar. It's a simple building. It, it's very functional. Again, a Ferrari, not a not a Bentley. Yeah, um, and so. Uh, that, that does become an important part of it. It's not just looking at other football stadiums.
0: In fact, if anything, the new football stadiums aren't that influential to what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just, just the last one. Um, you uh, designed a permanent seat for yourself? In the new I haven't, but I, <laughs> I do kid about that a lot, that I like to slip in a couple of
1: seats that are off the manifest <laughs> of, in yeah. case it's a sold-out game or something yeah. I can sneak in.
0: You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.